the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us on Take 10. We come to you every week with a discussion of a mental health issue, trying to provide some background, insight, and help for those who are concerned about what's going on in life for caregivers and others. I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to welcome our co-host, Tina Smith, who is filling in for Carol Zernial. Tina's Director of Caregiver Program Operations at the Wellman Charitable Foundation. She's got a Master's in Social Gerontology from the University of Central Missouri and a Bachelor of Science in Psychology from the University of Missouri at Columbia. And Dr. Jamie Heisman. Dr. Heisman is Chief Compassion Officer for Project Omega for the WellMed Medical uh, Management Organization and for the WellMed Charitable Foundation. As Chief Compassion Officer, he brings his brand of connective magic to the patient teleconnection platform. And as always, we're delighted to have Dr. Heisman with us, an expert on caregiving as well as on addictions. And Jamie, one of the topics that uh, Tina floated because of her work with caregivers, it's something that is often of concern, and that is depression, diagnosis, treatment. Very often caregivers don't even know they're depressed. No, it's so good that Tina's brought this to you, Ron. Um, As mental health issues go, I don't know if there's a bigger net, a wider net, especially with seniors, but the population as a whole, than you can find in this concept called depression. And everybody knows the concept. I'm sure it has even felt the concept of depression, but it does shift. It does kind of change as age goes. And it's also something we need to come to grips with because once we understand depression and get assessed and evaluated for it, I can tell you that, you know, I think it's very, very treatable. But first we have to become aware. What's the 411 on depression? What is it? Okay, so depression can be a number of things, right? One is when you really clinically diagnose it, we call that endogenous depression or more genetically predisposed depression that usually is passed from family members to family member. I know in my household, for sure, I can do a genogram, uh, which is a lineage of our family and see that my great grandfather had depression. My grandmother had depression. My aunt had depression. And I actually got diagnosed with clinical depression, too when I was 19, it just runs in the family. It's a genetic predisposition, but then depression could be psychologically induced. Okay. Which still kind of takes you to your, your brain chemistry. And so depression is when your brain chemistry is not right. Your neurotransmitters are off and you literally default to this very solemn malaise, this concept of anxiety, stress, sleep issues. And literally you just can't get out of the mud. And a friend of mine who's a psychiatrist has often said it would be so much easier if we talked about these kinds of issues as brain diseases rather than go into the psychological mumbo jumbo. Depression is a brain disease. I so agree with uh, that counsel uh, because I can tell you it is a genetic predisposed condition, but it's also the brain neurotransmitters of dopamine and 
and serotonin, and we don't need to get into a CME uh, concept here, but your brain does make chemicals. And when it's depleted, those chemicals, you get clinically depressed. And that is why we've come so far in psychopharmacology and the ability to medicate is we've studied the brain and what literally acts on these dopamine receptors and the serotonin receptors. And I think we've come a long, long way. Tina, I'm sure you see caregivers who come to you, who talk to you and to your staff who are depressed, who you know are depressed, but they may not know it. No, exactly. You know, sometimes the, you know, the caregivers are just so bogged down in their daily tasks. It's hard to look, you know, they may think, well, I'm just stressed out or I'm just tired or I just have a lot to do. And so uh, recognizing uh, that depression is tough. It's just a, just a, a way of being for them. So to, to have a name put to it can be uh, eye-opening. It can be shocking. It can be scary. Uh, the whole bit. Now, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Tina Smith and Dr. Jamie Heisman. We're talking about depression, both diagnosis and treatment. And I've asked you this before, Dr. Jamie, but let me ask it again. Uh, do most people who are depressed know they're depressed? You know, over time, you know, you can't see the forest because of the trees, Ron. So you, sometimes people have a reset for their new normal. And they stay in that non-motivated, clinically depressed state. But to Tina's point, of course, if you have a loving family, family that can watch behavioral indicators in you, and one that really understands depression, because your loved one with depression is not going to be expected to have that sort of aha moment. We also need to understand, and and I think this is where Tina is seeing mostly uh, in terms of our caregivers, that there's a wide difference sometimes in depression between the seniors, and literally people who are diagnosed with depression at a very young age. And one of the things that uh, in the old days, if someone was depressed, you popped a pill. Uh, What about talk therapy? Doesn't that play an important role? Yes, it does, Ron, but it plays a role, I think, in tandem with psychopharmacology and with social regulation. And why is that? Well, you know, talk therapy, and I'm a therapist and been trained for years, but when I just sit there and talk to somebody and they default back to sort of that same depression, the same malaise, what we call emotional flashbacks, they're going to stay stuck in the mud. That's why the beauty of depression treatment is exactly what you said. Good CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy with a good therapist you feel comfortable with. Psychopharmacology, which is the second leg of that stool. And the third leg of the stools, make sure you're hanging around, not isolated with very healthy people, whether it's families of choice, whether it's faith-based, or, or literally, if you can get along with your biological family, your biological family. There's the problem that we had with isolation because of COVID-19. I've heard you say so many times, don't isolate, don't isolate, don't isolate. And yet for a long period of time, we were told to isolate. Isolation is a great disruptor. In fact, with seniors, I'm sure Tina will confirm is that it's like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. What happens in our autonomic nervous system with isolation is we default, we get lonely, we get detached, and we default to our fight, flight, freeze response. And so we become highly, highly dysregulated. So what COVID has brought out is this very isolated, dysregulated state where we're not be able to co-regulate, which means get around healthy people, seniors with their loved ones, with support groups, with senior centers. So I'm sure Tina obviously has seen the difference of those who come to her senior centers and the ones who stay at home. No, absolutely. I would say, uh, you know, there's still there's still a lot of fear out there around COVID. And so we do see some uh, that, you know, prefer not to come out in public. And so we do the Zooms, the Zoom meetings and have all of those which help, but it certainly doesn't replace 
the actually being around other people. And, and for those that we we're seeing that um, are coming to the groups, they're hungry to be around others. They're just, it's they're, they are ready and um, nothing's going to stop them from, from being in that group. So Dr. Um, Jamie, what would, what would be your recommendation on how people can get help? I can remember years ago after my dad passed away and my mother was uh, uh, obviously depressed. Uh, I said to her, Hey, Hey mom, I'm worried about you. You're depressed. She said to me, Ronnie, your dad's dead. I'm all alone. Of course I'm depressed, but I couldn't get her to get help. No, she should listen to God rest her soul, man. She should listen to one of your radio shows because you've always <laughs> been the one to bring this to, to people's minds that it's a brain disease. So if it's a brain disease, the way you say, which is hundred percent correct, understand that you can retrain your brain. So first, before you make that 1-800 number or call Caregiver SOS or call the Air Agency on Aging, which are all possibilities, understand that if by retraining your brain, certain behaviors, you can get out and exercise. You can kind of walk. This is what changes the neurotransmitters of our brain, uh, serotonin of our brain. If you can, you can reach out, do some yoga. If you can do small little baby steps, three steps forward, two backwards, you can retrain the neural pathways of your brain and literally help anybody who's helping you. Then you go get an assessment. Make sure you get an assessment from a good psychiatrist. If you feel this malaise and non-motivated state for two to four weeks or more, and see if you can't ask about psychopharmacology, an SSRI, an SNRI, and then make sure you call in Tina so you're in a socially regulated area with other seniors. Yes, Zoom is cool, but like Tina says, there's nothing like being six feet away from somebody in an autonomically healthy environment between two co-regulated individuals. When you say SSRI, what are you talking about? Well, that's, I'm sorry, a medical term, psychopharmacology. It's the serotonin reuptake inhibitor, but it means it's the medication, the antidepressant, okay, that we need to ask our doctors about that will certainly target a certain part of our brain. And it takes two to three weeks to actually kind of get in the system. But once it does, they're wonderful. They work extraordinarily well. So you can use that and meet other people, get out and do certain things for yourself, but make sure, again, you don't isolate. Big point to say thank you. We're flat out of time. Dr. Jamie Heisman, thank you. Tina Smith, we appreciate you being with us today on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll catch you the next time around on Take 10. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 